Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into Triton Talk, episode 306. Tim Strombel coming to you from our Remac production facility right here on the campus of UC San Diego. Fantastic show for you on the program this afternoon. We'll have three great interviews for you, and of course, get to the preview and review of what was and what will be your week in Triton Sports. Very little action going on around campus for UCSD, just a couple of events, but they are certainly noteworthy, so they will uh, be sure to rear their head in the preview and review before we get out of here we'll get you all of that information so you are up to date on what the next six to seven days holds for you and the UCSD Tritons on the interview front we're going to kick things off with Kristen Jones this afternoon she is the associate head coach for UCSD's women's soccer team I know they're not in season but they finished 19 and 3 this past season winning the CCAA regular season and CCAA tournament championship a lot to talk about in their offseason a lot of great quality returning players and some spots to fill uh, on their roster as well so we'll get up to date on that then right in the middle of the show we'll talk with Kyle Goodbrand a redshirt junior pitcher with the fourth ranked UCSD baseball Tritons who just took down the NCAA West regional title this past weekend third in school history the first under head coach Eric Newman and the first since 2010 so we'll talk to Kyle about that as the team gets ready to head out to the College World Series in Texas this weekend. So we'll get you all prepped for that. Then to round things out, we'll talk with Alec Petty. He is a senior rower on UCSD's rowing team, their men's rowing team, excuse me, and a member of the Triton Athletic Council Executive Board. So this kid's doing it all for UCSD right now. Men's rowing is set to compete at the IRA National Championships June 2nd to June 4th in Rancho Cordova. First time since 2013 UCSD is in in the national championship. So a lot to talk to with Alex. So let's go ahead and jump to our first break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Kristen Jones of UCSD women's soccer team on UCSDTritons.com. The Toyota Time Sales Event is the perfect time to get the Toyota you've been waiting for with 0% financing on our most popular models, including a new 2017 Prius Liftback, Prius V, IA, RAV4, and Sienna. There's even zero APR on a new Camry, Camry Hybrid, Corolla, Corolla IM, Avalon, and Avalon Hybrid. So don't miss out. Financing through Toyota Financial Services to well-qualified customers. Must take delivery from new car dealer stock by midnight, May 31st. Excludes RAV4 Hybrid. When you buy or lease any new Toyota, you get Toyota Care, our no-cost maintenance plan. Toyota Care covers normal factory scheduled service for two years or 25,000 miles, whichever comes first. There's even lockout protection and 24-hour roadside assistance. See your Toyota dealer for details and exclusions. Valid only in the continental U.S. and Alaska. We've got what it takes, San Diego. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, welcome back from the break. Tim Strombel back with you again on Triton Talk episode 306. Thanks again for being with us. Time now for our first interview of the afternoon. We're going to welcome in Kristen Jones, associate head coach of UCSD's women's soccer team. They finished an unbelievable magical run last year, ended up as the ninth ranked team in the country going 19-3, and winning both the CCAA regular season and CCAA tournament championship titles. By the way, going clear through the CCAA uh, 100% 
upset victories was impressive to say the least. Uh, Kristen, first of all, welcome on in. I know you're what you're a Triton Talk rookie, right? This is your first time. This is it. Yep, first well, one. Well, we're very glad to have you. I mean, I guess before we get to current events and kind of looking towards next season, let's talk about this past year. I mean, what a team and what a run to make. What was your impression like over the last year? Yeah, I mean. They, the kids just came together. Um, you know, I think we'll touch a little bit on the spring season before that was, you could just see them kind of meshing and getting that desire back within the program. And, um, you know, we started off strong, had a couple of losses to very good teams early in the season. And we understood that we needed to at least start conference as strong as we could. And then it became about, you know, the idea of finishing undefeated, that's something that a UCSD women's soccer team had never done. Um, you know, that became a reality and just extra motivation. Um, the season, you know, ended very abruptly, but to a very good Western Washington team, um, they fully deserve the national championship. Um, and just speaking to a lot of people uh, after that se the season had ended, you know, our game in a lot of people's eyes was the national championship game, even though it was a little premature and, and in that, uh, regional final, but no, overall great season. Girls have a ton to be proud of. And it was Brian's 30th season. So it's a little extra special because of that as well. Now, how has the off season been? What is the focus like for the coaching staff in the off season? I know a second ago, you alluded to the strong spring last year that really propelled you to success this year. Are you seeing a similar type results this season? Yeah. Um, you know, we were, we were fortunate. We, we only graduated four. Mm -hmm. um, all four were very important players, but we, um, you know, had a very strong group coming back and just having as strong of a season as we did, you saw a little bit of extra um, determination early in the winter and in the spring. And especially for some of the new, the new players who we didn't really have to rely on as much last year, they, they were able to see kind of what it took to get to that point. And they've used the winter and the spring season to prove that they can, that they can contribute, you know, to the, to the point of what we'll need them to this year. So yeah, the winter's always a little tough. It's a lot of fitness and, um, you know, no, not a lot of practice with the ball and, and no games. And so when you head into spring, they're, they're extra excited to get to, to get to finally play soccer and not just feel like the cross country or track team. So, um, no, the, everything, the vibe was really good this spring and, um, yeah, I think it, it, we should have hopefully see similar results in the fall. Before we get to the newcomers, I want to talk about some of those players that you mentioned are going to have an impact upcoming that maybe played less of a role. I want to talk about the returning talent of this team. And I mean, really, you could go all the way across from the back line to the midfield. But I want to start with the forwards and Katie O'Loughlin, Mary Riley, arguably the best scoring duo in the country. You must be so happy and amazed that you get them back for another year. Yeah, I mean, those two, they're unstoppable. If if they're both on, there's not a lot of teams, definitely in our conference and region, but I agree, def probably in the country as well, who can stop them. So um, what's good is last spring, Katie was out the whole time uh, with a foot with foot surgery. So they kind of missed those months to, to even gel. But this spring, Mary's had a little bit of injury, but nothing that's kept her out of too many games. So, I mean, the fact that they've been able to play together the past three months is only going to help them more moving into the fall as well. But they're, they're strong, they're determined. And that's the best part about them is they're determined to be even better than what they are. Um, so yeah, I mean, trying to not put too much pressure on them moving forward, but they, I think they'll, they'll live up to all their expectations.
Now, I think a lot of the returners you have, their roles are very set, at least uh, to an extent, until you get closer to the season. But I want to start with some of the holes you're going to be looking to fill, especially goalkeeper Itzel Gonzalez, Gonzi, who graduates in the offseason. Uh, I know you still have a goalkeeper on the roster. Is she the clear favorite to take over in goal, or do you have someone coming in? Yeah, you know, the staff will be pretty loyal to our to our kids and give them a fair chance to step in and Angelica actually has had a great spring she's had to play every minute because she was our only goalkeeper left um on the roster and she's done well she's getting a lot of training with trent you know it's goalkeeper if you if you lose one it's not like anybody can just fill in in that role so we do have a couple new kids coming um you know in the fall but angelica's done a great job so yeah it will be a tough it'll be a tough decision for for the staff moving into moving into the games. Now you lose your goalkeeper. You also lose your star center back co-captain Megan Barry, really a cornerstone back there. She graduates as well. Now I saw at times Mackenzie Brito take over spot, uh, her spot in center mid uh, when Megan, the few times she was taken off the field, <laughs> uh, is she primed to take that position or do you think she'll still stay on the sides? You know, as, as of right now, we are actually going to leave Mackenzie out wide. Um, you know, we, we know that her and Amy, our left defender, both are had a great season. We're able to mark, you know, some very talented players in the CCAA. Um, and we just don't want to disrupt too much with that. So Bree Diaz, who actually, um, she had some injury issues this year, but she played a lot as a redshirt freshman her first year. She stepped into that center back role this spring and done excellent. I mean, she lacks what she lacks from, you know, the, of some of Megan's strengths. She actually brings different kinds of things to the field for us. So she was, we played USD this spring and she probably hands down was the best player for, for us in that game. So we're, I think we're thinking we're pretty confident that she can step in and do, and do that role. We're talking with, with Megan. We're talking with Kristen Jones, associate head coach of UCSD women's soccer team. Kristen, uh, just a couple more questions for you. I yeah. promise uh, you lose Kira Bocchino, another co-captain, and uh, this one in the midfield. Uh, big season for her last year, of course, but I'm wondering who in the midfield you think's needing to step up to really kind of take over that leadership role in the midfield. I mean, you have Jordan McNutt, you have Elisa Martinez, who had good seasons in there. Natalie Sadik played well in the midfield last year. Who are you looking for to kind of step in and take over that role? Yeah, I mean, you know, well, it'll be probably a pretty clear swap um, who with Summer Bales. Summer came mm -hmm. off the bench for Kira a lot. Um, she has a lot of the, the qualities that we look for for an outside midfielder. So and she's left footed, which helps because she'll be playing on that left side. But I think you'll just see people um, push themselves a little bit like Natalie will end up probably playing a little bit more offensive and kind of plays into her strengths a little. And it's just, it's not ever going to be about one midfielder uh, midfield for us is a very important line on the field. And I think they're, everybody's just going to step up and have to contribute in different ways. But summer, summer has a lot of good qualities, good pace, um, great distribution with her left foot. So we'll miss Kira. We'll miss her presence. We'll miss her leadership. Um, but I, I do think that that's, that that's a hole that we've been able to kind of solve through this off season. Kristen, last question before I get yeah. you out of here. How about newcomers to the team? I mean, it seems like in the last four or five years, you've really had a freshman or a sophomore, a first-year player, come in and make an impact with you. Now, I don't see a lot of openings uh, <laughs> on your team, but do you have anything uh, or any newcomers coming in that you think could have an impact this year? 
yeah, you know, we're, we had to look, you know, a little bit into the future and we recognize that we're going to have a pretty big senior class this upcoming season. So we have a lot of fresh faces coming in, um, you know, how much playing time they'll get. Brian always says it just depends on them and depends on how they come in and how focused and how, what their fitness levels like, but a lot of talent coming in and really across the field. Um, we've got a, a forward coming in from Las Vegas, who was Nevada's uh, leading goal scorer in the state. So we're excited about that. Hopefully she can kind of learn um, what we expect out of that role. Because again, looking ahead for Katie, this being Katie's last year. So we're just kind of, you know, that's one example, but across the field where we have some, some, a lot of talent, we have some local talent coming in kids from Carlsbad, Caitlin McCarthy, who will be a great center midfielder for us one day, um, an outside midfielder, Maddie Samillo goes to Rancho Bernardo high school and she's going to do great. So we've been lucky with our local talent. So hopefully that, that continues with this class coming in. It must be easy to recruit too, when you go 19 and three and get a couple of conference <laughs> titles coming back, right? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't hurt. That's for sure. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> well, Chris, I think you th I think you did a great job on your first show. Hopefully it was easy Thanks, enough man. for you, and I know that Ken will be psyched to get you back in here next year, and I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about this next season, okay? All right. I appreciate it, Tim. Thank you. Of course. Try to enjoy some of your summer before it gets too crazy <laughs> in the fall. I leave for Italy tomorrow, so I'm, I'm getting on a plane. I'm out of here. Are you going to come back rejuvenated. Are you going in any soccer games while you're out there, or is it? I will be in Turin for the Champions League final. So with all the crazy Juventus fans, I can't wait. Oh, well, very so, exciting stuff. You yeah, got to send some fun. pictures back to the UCSD crew so we can see we can see them on social media. Okay. You got it. You got it. <laughs> okay, Kristen Jones, associate head coach of UCSD's women's soccer team, joins us. Thank you so much for joining us, Kristen. When we come back, we'll talk with Kyle Goodbrand, redshirt senior, junior pitcher with fourth-ranked UCSD's baseball Triton squad, who just took down the NCAA West regional title, third in school history, first under head coach Eric Newman. He joins us on the other side of this break on UCSDTritons.com. The Toyota Time Sales Event is the perfect time to get the Toyota you've been waiting for with huge factory cash back savings, including 1500 cash back on a new Corolla IM or RAV4 Hybrid, 2000 back on a new Prius Liftback, RAV4, IA, or Corolla. There's even 2500 cash back on a new Camry, Camry Hybrid, Avalon, Avalon Hybrid, or Sienna. So hurry in before they're gone. Must take delivery from new car dealer stock by midnight May 31st. Now it's easier than ever to search for the best deal on a Toyota car, truck, or SUV. Buy at Toyota.com, the only official site for your San Diego County Toyota dealers. There, you can locate a dealer, search our inventory, and find the perfect car with all our current offers. Save time and money. Go direct to the source. Buy at Toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And welcome back from the break. Tim Strommel back with you on Triton Talk, episode 306. Time now for our second interview of the afternoon. We're going to welcome in Kyle Goodbrand, redshirt junior pitcher with the fourth-ranked UCSD baseball Tritons, who just recently won the NCAA West Region title, third in school history, first under head coach Eric Newman, and the first since 2010, the year in which UCSD finished runner-up in the national championship game, almost getting the, the, the dream that Kyle and his team are looking to achieve 
receive this year. Now, on the year, Kyle is 5-0 and in 13 games for UCSD. Nine starts, flashing an ERA of 2.73 with 46 strikeouts and 62 innings. This past weekend, he threw six and two-thirds against Azusa, striking out seven while only allowing two runs in an 11-3 victory that knocked out Azusa, who was the host team out of the NCAA West Regional. First of all, Kyle, welcome in. Great job this past weekend, man. I mean, this is something you work for your entire season. Give me a little hint about what that moment was like for you. Uh, in the ninth, two outs, ball off the bat. You see Brandon Shirley, your center fielder, track it down for the final out. What was that like for you? Yeah, no, it was an unbelievable uh, feeling. Um, if you were there at the game, if you're listening, uh, the ninth inning wasn't as clean cut as uh, we thought it was going to be handing that ball to Cruz. Um, I mean, he did a great job. He battled for us all the way till the end. And that, that pop fly to end it uh, to Shirley was just an unbelievable feeling. It almost, almost felt like a, like a dream come true for us just running onto the field and dogpiling. So it was a feeling that is going to be hard to, um, overcome that with uh, another experience. But yeah, it was great. It was a great feeling. Now, what I thought was really interesting, by the way, when you get to like the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning of that game four to close it out, you bring back Adrian Orozco through uh, in game two on, uh, I believe, Friday for you, and then you close it out with Troy Cruz, who started the game. Now, you have one of the deepest bullpens really in the country. Were you surprised at all that they went back to the starters who had thrown so many pitches instead of some bullpen arms that might have been fresh? Yeah, you know, um, I think it just came down to who's been throwing uh, most consistent this year. I mean, our bullpen um, has a bunch of dudes in it where they're all great arms. And I know the coaches have confidence in each and every one of them. But having been through uh, the playoffs into that uh, was the fifth game, I think that coaches uh, wanted the experience of uh, guys who already uh, handled that same pressure. Um, so it was just, uh, it was good having a familiar arm, two familiar arms come into the, uh, last playoff game and, um, just handing up all the crews in Roscoe. I don't think we, any of us second guessed it. I think that was a, a good call by the coaches and we knew that what we were going to get out of them, that each of them were going to battle. So, uh, I think it was a good call and I think everyone wasn't surprised by, uh, the decision. Did you feel any pressure going into that third game with Troy Cruz throwing a complete game in the first game and then Adrian Orozco almost going no-hitter, perfect game in game two? You get the ball and you're like, well, what can I do in this situation? I mean, you get an 11-3 to win, so I think you're feeling pretty happy about it. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I don't, not necessarily uh, pressure, but there was a little bit of expectation there. Um, I was thinking before the game I'm going to try to go all nine innings, but it wasn't anything that I was – too concerned about me doing because again I have confidence in the bullpen so I just gave uh, the best uh, the best I had on the mound at that day and it ended up being uh, six and two-thirds innings and then the bullpen came and shut it down so no I wasn't uh, I wasn't nervous or anything I was just excited for the opportunity to give my uh, team the best chance to win so it was fun. Now, Kyle, this is your first season at UCSD transferring from Irvine Valley College, uh, but you're familiar with the program, I'd have to say, because Ryan Goodbrand, your older brother, had a good two-year career after transferring as well. How has the transition uh, treated you coming to UCSD? Transition has been great. I couldn't uh, imagine being anywhere else. Yeah, like you said, my brother did go here before, so I had a little little bit of uh, familiarity with the coaching staff and some of the players I actually played in high school with like Jack Larson, Tyler Housie. They went to Capo. I went to Tesoro, two competitive programs. Um, so I had a, a good idea what I was coming into. Um, I was just excited that coach Newman gave me this opportunity to come into a program where my brother excelled in. And uh, I've been having a, 
a good year and a good career here. So I'm excited. It was a, it was a great opportunity for me and I'm still excited to see what we're going to do in this next week. So it's not over yet. Must have been a fun house to grow up in with you and your brother. I mean, both having success on the athletic front, were you guys pretty competitive? Very competitive. I mean, I consider my brother my best friend and a guy that I look up to, and he's kind of a person that I've always looked to to better myself and better my career in baseball. So it's always been a competitive atmosphere with my brother and I, no matter no matter what it is. Even off the baseball field, we're always trying to compete, whether it's in the weight room or just at family dinners. Uh, we'll try to eat more than one another. So it's just a constant battle between us, but it's fun. Now talk about the pitching staff as a whole this past weekend. I'll get to some offensive stuff, but I was a pitcher, um, and so I love talking about it. But you, Troy Cruz, Adrian Orozco, Drack Roop, you combined to give up just three earned runs in 30 innings as starters this past weekend. Now that's a great weekend series when you're just playing in the CCAA, but you were in the NCAA West Regional. I guess when you look back, were you surprised or I guess impressed on how well you were able to perform this past weekend as a group? Yeah, as a group, I mean, we prepared for this all season, so not necessarily surprised. It was kind of expectations that we knew that we should have uh, should have had. Um, I mean, to see that we only gave up, like you said, three. I think you said three runs uh, combined for starters. Um, that's very impressive. Um, each of us were locked into um, potentially starting this weekend. Um, but no, I mean, I'm not surprised. Uh, everyone from uh, Troy Cruz, Adrian Orozco, Jack Group, and myself, we all. Uh, have stuck to the process this entire year. And I mean, this is what we're made for. These postseason games is uh, what we practice for. And um, we're going to keep going and bring that into the, to the World Series. Now, I got to talk about the offense just a little bit. I mean, you guys seem to just grind away at the other team's pitching staff. A lot of great at-bats this last weekend, hitting with power as well. Brandon Shirley's home run in the eighth inning of game four this last weekend that ended up being the difference was a bomb. Uh, what's it like for you when you see your guys performing so well at the plate? I mean, you got great run support in your game with the 11-3 to win. Yeah, no, it's a huge comfort, uh, comforting feeling, um, knowing that at any given moment we can put up a big number on that scoreboard. And in my game in particular, uh, we were up two to zero, and then I made a mistake pitch up in the zone, and they hit a home run off me and tied the game two to two. And then the following inning, we uh, put up another two spots, so we were up. So. Um, that offense has been huge this year from Jack Larson is having an incredible year. Brandon Shirley, incredible year. Uh, Tyler Derna, obviously he's having a great year. JD. I mean, it's up and down the, that, uh, lineup is just pretty incredible to watch these guys, uh, do the things that they're doing and, um, really put our pitching staff at ease knowing that we're coming to do a game where if we do give up a couple of runs, we're going to get those right back, but we're going to, as pitchers, we're just going to put our best effort on the mound and, um, keep uh keep our team in the game and then just expect our offense to keep doing what they're doing you know it's funny you mentioned that two run home run i believe that was the only time all weekends that a team was able to catch back up with you guys after you guys took a lead and then you take it right back which just speaks to how well your offense is playing uh now i want to have some fun okay it's not all business on the show <laughs> by the way you got to work on your bio in the off season it's minimal i mean i did not have a lot to take out of it so i'll just ask you kind of <laughs> generic baseball questions but what is your favorite baseball movie all time uh summer catch for sure summer catch you don't get that one very often freddie prince jr <laughs> okay i like that yeah. one too that's a good one now what is the one thing you have to do before a start to get you dialed in um one thing before a start uh 
I would say just wake up in the morning, have a good breakfast, and just keep my mindset on the the goal at hand. Just uh, be competitive. Try to be the most competitive guy on the field. So I'd say uh, having a full stomach and a clear uh, clear uh, mind. Now, last question before I get you out of here, because I could seriously talk baseball all day. It's one of my biggest faults on the show. The baseball interviews tend to be twice as long. Uh, when you're in the dugout, okay, you're not pitching, but you're in the dugout. Your team needs a couple of runs in a rally. I know the pitchers have the best rally moves of any position on the field. What's your go-to rally move? Is it the rally hat? Do you stand in a specific place? What helps you? Uh, for me, it's if, if there's a good mojo going, I'm going to stick to what I'm doing. Uh, a lot of us will just stay in the same spots, and we're known for doing uh, some calls out to the other pitchers or to our guys, and just uh, I'd say probably just not moving if we're in a good uh, good mojo and uh, just kind of being, uh, being on our guys, uh, whether it's the pitching staff or the offensive side. Um, it's just, I guess... Uh, yeah, just being on our guys pretty much the whole time. Nothing too uh, ritual or anything like that. When do you guys leave for uh, Grand Prairie, Texas for the College World Series? Thursday morning. Yeah, we fly out at 1245. So UCSD flying out tomorrow morning, uh, or I guess afternoon, right? 1245 yeah. is in the afternoon. Okay, I wasn't sure if you caught like a red eye or something like that. But UCSD's heading out to Grand Prairie, Texas this week. They'll get their College World Series journey underway when they take on 16th-ranked St. Thomas Aquinas this Sunday at 1 o'clock. Action can be seen live on NCAA.com. You know, Kyle, best of luck. It was great watching you all season. Got to call a couple of your games as well. Had a lot of fun watching you pitch this season. And I look forward to watching you pitch again this next week at the College World Series, as I'm sure you're looking forward to. So travel safe and go get us a title out there. Okay, buddy? Yes, we will. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's go ahead and jump to our next break. When we come back, we'll talk with Alec Petty, a senior rower with UCSD's rowing team and member of the Triton Athletic Council Executive Board. He joins us on the other side of this break on UCSDTritons.com. The Toyota Time Sales Event is the perfect time to get the Toyota you've been waiting for with 0% financing on our most popular models, including a new 2017 Prius Liftback, Prius V, IA, RAV4, and Sienna. There's even zero APR on a new Camry, Camry Hybrid, Corolla, Corolla IM, Avalon, and Avalon Hybrid. So don't miss out. Financing through Toyota Financial Services to well-qualified customers. Must take delivery from new car dealer stock by midnight May 31st. Excludes RAV4 Hybrid. When you buy or lease any new Toyota, you get Toyota Care, our no-cost maintenance plan. Toyota Care covers normal factory scheduled service for two years or 25,000 miles, whichever comes first. There's even lockout protection and 24-hour roadside assistance. See your Toyota dealer for details and exclusions. Valid only in the continental U.S. and Alaska. We've got what it takes, San Diego. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, welcome back from the break. Tim Strumble back with you on Triton Talk, episode 306. Time now for our third interview of the afternoon. We welcome in Alec Petty, a senior rower on the UCSD men's rowing team and a member of the Triton Athletic Council executive board. Both of those things are what we're going to talk about here in this interview. Now, Alec is one of four UCSD rowers selected to the all-WIRA WIRA team this past week, joining his teammate Tynan Roger on the six-man first team. Only six people were uh, selected to the first team with Alec being one of them. First of all, Alec, welcome in. That must have been pretty cool. What was that like for you to hear that you got selected on the first team? Uh, you know, thanks for having me. Um, it was uh, it was pretty satisfying 
uh, to be honest. It's been a lot of training over the past four years and um, uh, kind of getting that award, that honor to just be recognized as uh, having have, had all that hard work pay off was uh, was pretty sweet. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, I found out on, on Facebook rather than through my coach, which was a little surprising, uh, but but really sweet nonetheless. Now UCSD is set to complete uh, compete, excuse me, at the IRA National Championships June second to fourth in Rancho Cordova. UCSD's first time at the event since 2013. Now, how excited are you for this event, especially knowing how hard it is to get there? You know, I'm really excited. It's been something uh, our team's been training for for the past four years. Uh, we came in with kind of a, a younger team. A lot of the guys, um, my freshman year, um, were like I said, like really young, um, and and we wanted it really bad, but we didn't have the experience that we really needed to get to the uh, national championship. So to having have seen all these like really great athletes just train their butts off for four years and and witness the fruits of our labor, kind of come all together just just in time for me to leave it's uh it's pretty sweet how big of a a factor is that experience level that you're talking about i mean if you're a freshman or sophomore group and you're kind of same the similar physically as juniors or seniors how much of a difference can that uh, experience factor play in you know i think it's huge um with rowing it's it's a little different than a lot of other sports in that just like if you're um (laughs) You have to be really, really mentally tough to be successful in this sport. And I don't want to like knock any guys that are freshmen or sophomores, but high school rowing, it's a very different game. It's like if you're able to kind of get out to an early lead, there's a good chance that you're able to mentally shut down the other the other teams, kind of like eliminate their chance for success. But in high, in college, you're really never down and out. There's always a chance to come back. And you see that like at any level above college and like elite rowing, the Olympic, uh, all sorts of stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I just think that mental toughness element is just really, really huge for, uh, for the collegiate athlete. And so having that extra experience is, is enormous. Now, Alec, you'll be about a month off between the Western sprint championships, which was your last event and the IRA national championships. What has this last month been like in the interim? Uh, you know, uh, I was hoping that it was going to have a lot of tapering, (laughs) just kind (laughs) of resting and getting ready, but our coach had other plans. And so we like, we definitely kicked it up a notch. And so we've been definitely training really hard. We have like a new set of goals and a new set of expectations that we're trying to meet. Um, there's a lot of East coast schools that we're trying to chase down between Western sprints and the IRA. And I think based on how we've been performing as a boat and, just the general attitude, I think it's definitely attainable. What are you expecting when you get out to the IRA National Championships? Is it going to be similar to to, to Mitzi race during the season, uh, or, or is this going to be a totally different beast? You know, it's it's a completely different beast. We uh, when we compete in normal meets uh, during the season, it's a lot of athletes that are similar to us in that they're they're talented, um, but they don't have. Uh, a lot of international racing experience, but when you take it to the national level, um, a lot of these teams like Cal or Washington or Harvard have athletes that rode in the Olympics, uh, in 2016, um, or have rode representing their countries, be it, um, like Russia or, uh, uh, 
all, all, Serbia. It's just it's crazy the number of international athletes you get with those other teams because they just they have that D1 funding that we don't. And so I'm gonna expect to see a lot a lot of guys that are six eight, six nine, two hundred fifty pounds, and uh, I'm gonna feel pretty small. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about your involvement with TAC. That's the Triton Athletic Council. For those who don't know the acronym, now you help coordinate community service projects with them. Can you talk a little about that? Yeah, so a lot of our work's um, dealing with local elementary schools, um, just kind of teaching kids about like the joy of sport. And so we'll go get involved with this one program, Impact, which I I really like. I I'm a huge advocate for that program, um, where we'll go to um, like a low income community school, um, a public school that doesn't have very much funding, and we'll help run. Um, specific organized activities to get the kids uh just like moving around and having fun um because i don't i don't know what kind of funding they have for pe programs and so getting them out for that hour a day is is just huge and their faces light up and it's just it's really satisfying (laughs) now you're also part of the rowing team obviously but you've been dominating some of the intra-team competitions and that's when like the rowing team baseball basketball soccer we'll all get together for some friendly competition now you guys have won the 200 yard freestyle swimming relay for like four or five years in a row and then i heard (laughs) that you also won the track sprinting relay this last year what's it like to just be dominating all these other events over other sports you know, I'd like to say that we have a little bit of an advantage because we have such a large team. We've got about 45 or 50 athletes on our team, and um, basketball has maybe half that, so it's a little harder for them. Uh, we're um, we're also lucky where a lot of our a lot of our athletes uh, walked on in college, and so they'd played other sports in high school, and so they have some of that um, that athleticism that carries over to other disciplines. So I think um, we got a lot of really competitive guys, and they they all know what they're doing on, in different arenas. So it's I, I, a lot of fun. I was half expecting just for you to say, "Yeah, we're the best. No one can touch <laughs> our stuff." Uh, they know that we're coming for them every. <laughs> but you go modest. I like it. I like it. Now let's get to your bio. Ask some questions in there. Uh, I love interviewing the athletes on the bio. Now you're from Northern California. You're a Northern California kid. You're a Golden State Warriors fan, right? So you must yeah. love their 12 and 0 start in the playoffs. Is it? Yeah, it's been pretty unreal. <laughs> now it also says you're a LeBron James fan, which jumps out at me as a direct conflict with the Warriors because they've been going back and forth the last couple of years, and it looks like it's going to come down to it again this year. Yeah, I was kind of hoping you weren't going to bring that one up. Uh, <laughs> um, I just I admire him because he's just such a dominant athlete. You know, he's at, at the peak of his profession, and he's been so good for so many years. It's it's incredible to witness. So where do you go? Where do you go when it gets to the NBA Finals and they're matching head up? Head up oh, I mean, definitely the Warriors, obviously. But... Uh, I'm looking forward to another fun battle. Now, you also aspire to own your own business, it says in your bio. Now, what kind of business do you want to create once you're done at UCSD? Uh, You know, there's a couple different fields I'm really interested in. Uh, I like the field of real estate, and I really like the field of transportation. Um, And so at the end of the day, I really want to do something that helps other people. Um, and making a lot of money would be pretty nice too. <laughs> <laughs> Just a nice little thing. So you can donate back to the rowing team and, and increase the funding and stuff like that. Right. It's all full circle. Yeah, exactly. Well, Al- the program. 
<laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us, man. Best of luck at the IRA National Championships, uh, June 2nd to June 4th again. So stay up to date on UCSDTritons.com for all the updates of how the rowing team is doing out there. Alec, we'll be watching and we'll be rooting for you guys, okay? Thank you so much. No problem. When we come back, we'll get to the preview and review of what was and what will be your week in Triton Sports. Tim Strombel back in just a minute on UCSDTritons.com. The Toyota Time Sales Event is the perfect time to get the Toyota you've been waiting for with huge factory cash back savings, including $1,500 cash back on a new Corolla IM or RAV4 Hybrid, $2,000 back on a new Prius Liftback, RAV4, IA, or Corolla. There's even $2,500 cash back on a new Camry, Camry Hybrid, Avalon, Avalon Hybrid, or Sienna. So hurry in before they're gone. Must take delivery from new car dealer stock by midnight May 31st. Now it's easier than ever to search for the best deal on a Toyota car, truck, or SUV. Buy at Toyota.com, the only official site for your San Diego County Toyota dealers. There, you can locate a dealer, search our inventory, and find the perfect car with all our current offers. Save time and money. Go direct to the source. Buy at Toyota.com. We've got what it takes, San Diego. Toyota, let's go places. And welcome back from the break. Tim Strombel back with you on Triton Talk episode 306. Time now for the preview and review of what was and what will be your week in Triton sports. Let's go ahead and kick it off with baseball this week, where UCSD jumps from number 14 to number 4 in the national rankings this week, much thanks to their outstanding performance at the NCAA Regionals in Azusa. UCSD swept through the tournament in impressive fashion, defeating Dixie State 5-2 in Game 1, Azusa Pacific 4-0 in Game 2, and then 11-3 in Game 3, then taking down Dixie State again, this time by a score of 8-6 to bring home the school's third NCAA West Regional Championship banner, their first since 2010, and punching their ticket to the College World Series in Grand Prairie, Texas. The Trenton pitching staff was legendary this past weekend, with the starters going 4-0, giving up just three earned runs in 30 innings. Senior Adrian Roscoe was named the tournament MVP, nearly throwing a perfect game against Azusa in Game 2 of the regional, only to finish it off as a one-hit shutout with 11 strikeouts. He was joined by senior Troy Cruz, who started Game 1 for UCSC, throwing a complete game, and then he also would bounce back in Game 4. Both Adrian Orozco and Troy Cruz would bounce back to throw in Game 4 to close out the weekend as well. Offensively, senior Brandon Shirley had a huge week end. Nine RBI and a two-run home run in the championship game that ended up being the difference in their 8-6 to win. With the results, UCSD is now 40-17, and achieving the 40-win mark for the first time in the, in the Coach Eric Newman era. The Trentons now fly out to Grand Prairie, Texas this week and will get their College World Series journey underway when they take on 16th-ranked St. Thomas Aquinas this Sunday at 1 o'clock. Action can be seen live on NCAA.com. Best of luck, and we will have more on that story next week as the Trentons should still be playing at this time next week. Elsewhere, women's rowing is 
set to compete at the NCAA Division II Rowing Championships, which take place this Friday through Sunday, May 26th to 28th in New Jersey. Seventh-ranked UCSD will send eight varsity, excuse me, a varsity eight and a varsity four crew to the championship. This is the first time since 2013 UCSD has qualified for the Rowing National Championships. On the men's side, UCSD also earned an invitation, but this one to the IRA Intercollegiate Rowing Association National Championships and will send three crews to the prestigious event next weekend, June 2nd to June 4th. The Tritons will field a Varsity 8, 2nd Varsity 8, and 3rd Varsity 8 in the competition. Like the women's team, this is the first time since 2013 UCSD has made it to the event. Let's round it out with track and field now, where three Tritons have advanced to compete at the NCAA D2 Outdoor Track and Field Championships. Seniors Chrissy Carr and Savannah Forey and freshman Claudia Cox each qualified in one event. Carr will compete in the pole vault, while Forey will represent UCSD in the high jump, and Cox will be making her NCAA debut in the 400 hurdles. The trio is now already out in Florida as the championships start tomorrow, May 25th, and run through Saturday, May 27th in Bradenton, Florida. Best of luck this weekend to those Tritons. And a big thanks to all three of our guests this afternoon. Kristen Jones, the associate head coach of UCSD's women's soccer team. Kyle Goodbrand, a redshirt junior pitcher with the fourth-ranked UCSD baseball Tritons. And of course, Alec Petty, a senior rower with the UCSD men's rowing team. My name's been Tim Strommel. This has been Triton Talk episode 306. Time for us to step aside for about a week and be with you next week for Triton Talk 3 07 on UCSDTritons.com. See you then.